From the newsroom of Impact Alpha, this is your Impact Briefing for Friday, May 20th. I'm Monique Aiken. Today, I'm joined by Bahia Robinson, founder and CEO of VC Include, which is working to increase the number of diverse managers tenfold by 2030. Hi, Bahia. Hi, Monique. Thanks for having me. But first, here's what you need to know from the week in impact investing. Supermarkets are essential anchors in place-based investments. The closure, at least temporarily, of the tops friendly market in Buffalo after last weekend's racist massacre made the Maston Park neighborhood again a food desert. Sola Impact, Access Ventures, Blueprint Local, and other impact investors are building real estate deals around access to affordable fresh food that can benefit both health and community development. Dennis Price and David Bank have the story on Impact Alpha. Factory workers at CHI Overhead Doors in Arthur, Illinois, got a small share of $3 billion when KKR sold the company to Nucor Corp. KKR had shared equity stakes with 800 hourly workers as part of its worker ownership strategy. Workers got an average of $175,000 apiece. KKR is expanding the ownership strategy from manufacturing to all of its majority-owned portfolio companies. Generation Investment Management raised a $1.7 billion Sustainable Solutions Private Equity Fund. Generation's fourth sustainability fund is its largest to date. Previous funds have backed companies included MCOPA, Pivot Bio, and Andela. AXA, Unilever, and Tikahau Capital seeded a regenerative agriculture fund with 100 million euros apiece. The fund is aiming to raise 1 billion euros for soil health, biodiversity, smart water use, and technology to accelerate the adoption of regenerative farming. And finally, the German software company, Yapu, is giving microfinance a digital upgrade with a climate twist. The company helps farmers get the financing they need to adapt to changes in weather, water, and other conditions. Think beekeeping in Colombia, greenhouses in Peru, and biogas stoves in Benin. Jessica Pothering has a story on Impact Alpha. Meanwhile, Sendcrop raised $18 million for its network of ultra-local weather stations that help 20,000 farmers in Europe monitor extreme weather and manage climate risks. So, Bahia, you've been an author in Impact Alpha. Your partner, Taj, has been on one of our Agents of Impact calls. And our team has been covering all the news you've been making with DC Include. So, we are excited to finally have you here. Welcome. Thank you so much, Monique, and thanks for all the the support from Impact Alpha. It means uh, the world and uh, really important in our in our advocacy. So before we dive into all the trailblazing and amazing things that you're leading over there, well, the world is a crazy place for any number of reasons that we can name. Buffalo, white supremacist violence is not new. Women's rights are under threat. The climate crisis keeps going as the doomsday clock ticks closer to midnight, the list could go on. No, I appreciate that that question. I think the, the one that is uh, most, just because it's newest, but also because it just seems like it's a, a wound that keeps opening is is the Buffalo massacre. And, you know, my, my question when I'm really quiet or even when I'm talking to um, close, you know, friends and colleagues is one word, it's just why. Right. It's just why. Why does this continue to happen, you know, to the black community in the US? Um, you know, communities of color obviously have many challenges globally. And yes, there's the war and there's, you know, climate, um, you know, resiliency and and net zero. I mean, to your point, there are all these challenges in the world, but I think the the thing that hits 
you know, the heart, the real heart, the heart of the matter and, and my personal heart is, you know, why our community continues and has just for so many hundreds of years been targeted, uh, particularly with all the contributions we've made to this country and its building and its maintaining and its innovation. Um, so I think all of these challenges, war, you know, racial equity and racial violence, and even the, the you know, attack on the planet are things that we have to look at ourselves. We have to look at history. We cannot turn a blind eye to what's happened in the past. Um, it's, you know, we are really living in, in a lot of ways, the best time in history, right? History of, of the earth and in a lot of ways from a society perspective and also from a progression and from a, a potential perspective. And yet a lot of us are are continuing to uh, put our heads in the sand or think that, well, it doesn't connect affect that community. So it doesn't, it's not relevant. And so I think we're just being challenged to, to see things more holistically, to, to act more holistically, to have compassion more ho- uh, holistically you know, and to forgive ourselves and others. One of the things that you all are practically doing is literally putting dollars in the hands of um, managers of color in a variety of impact sectors and alpha plus inclusion plus sustainability and all this other stuff. So maybe we can talk a little bit about a practical solution that you all are coming up with and any updates you can share about that. Sure, sure. Well, it's been a um, a really interesting um, ride. It's one of those stories where, you know, fast growth in a few years based on 10 to 15 years of slow growth and trying to figure out, you know, how can we marry not just doing well and doing good, but also capital to innovation, um, you know, technology and, um, and sustainability? And how can that be addressed in a holistic and equitable way, right? Embedded in being holistic is being equitable. And Nature doesn't see, you know, trees from flowers, from grass, right? It all kind of lives together and works together. And so I think, you know, we're at a place where we have to look at correction and prevention. And one of the things over the first probably 10 to 12 years of my career as a social entrepreneur, at that point, you know, impact investing, that term really started to take off around uh, 2009 or so when Jen, around the time Jen started uh, Global Impact Investing Network. And you know, there was a, a bit of a shift, but prior to that, it was social social enterprise, right? That was kind of the the word for companies and even products that were focused on double and triple bottom line impact. And um, that first 10 years was really just the learning phase, as I think it should always be for any kid out of college, you know, with the dream and a North Star. And uh, after working for, you know, a, a, a high net worth individual and managing his companies out of college and then, you know, working at, you know, organizations like the Council on Foreign Relations and really seeing how networks and the network effects drive geopolitical and economic policy, um, which has influenced the way that I've built this franchise. You know, the the, the 2010s saw me kind of being an app, uh, you know, putting in practical applications around impact investing first in Africa then with underrepresented founders in um, in the U.S. and then really realizing that you know when you look at the capital stack and particularly when you look at the asset manager and asset allocator layer, you're seeing that number that we have now. 2017, the government published a number was at the time 1.3 percent of asset managers are women and people of color, and now it's uh, for se- of 70 trillion in assets under management. Now it's about 80 trillion and 1.4. 
uh, you know, uh, percent of, of asset uh, managers are, are women and people of color combined. And so as you start to look at data and met- metrics, we start to see a correlation around who's getting investment dollars. And it's, you know, it is a network effect challenge. And so we have uh, looked to start to build a new and more inclusive network, um, a new, more inclusive network of capital, and also making sure that a lot of the finance professionals that have, you know, grown within investment firms and financial institutions, you know, get the opportunity to apply that expertise as an owner, as an owner of their own firms. And so VC Include um, evolved from an advisory platform into a a training and education nonprofit. We have an advisory arm that works with asset allocators focused on specific thematics like climate to really support managers where they are and we are really bullish on not just retail investment and other other types of investors, but investors, asset managers that are building institutional grade asset management firms. Um, there's only a handful of those run by women and people of color in the U.S. alone. And yet we have all this data that shows diverse teams outperform, women outperform the market when they're um, able to deploy capital prudently and responsibly and sustainably. And so our contribution in this moment at this time is to build a holistic solution to investing at the intersection of ESG, you know, alpha and inclusion, making sure that we have um, inclusivity within the asset management layer, but also that we are providing solutions for um, allocators that are looking to diversify their portfolios and also um, really supporting the next generation of asset managers coming into market that, again, could be prof- prolific investors, but may not have a roadmap to build their firms from scratch. So another practical application of the ways that you are delivering on this vision, um, the Climate Justice Initiative. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? I think it was 100000 each to 10 climate managers in the U.S., Europe? Yes, yes. It was a million dollars um, of uh, non-dilutive investment to you know, BIPOC-led, climate-focused fund managers that are either, you know, deep in the climate work or building out a sleeve of their investments focused on climate. The reason why that's important is because a lot of, um, you know, capacity is needed to do things like track portfolio and uh, community impact, right? And so we think about it as it should just be embedded, but someone has to do the work. And so where new firms that might not have the working capital or the the wherewithal from a runway and capacity perspective to really build that at the ground level, which is where you, really where you want to build a lot of that uh, impact metric and tracking piece. We want to empower a lot of those firms to have that capacity to, uh, to engage um, and build out their impact uh, and metrics capabilities. And so uh, we provided that capital for that reason. And you know, we're excited to both focus on the U.S. as well as in Europe. Um, you know, unfortunately, but also fortunately, there are very few BIPOC-led climate-focused funds. Um, we sourced about 48 of them and then chose the top kind of 10 within our, uh, just to make sure there's some regional diversity as well as public and private market strategies and you know we're staying close to the 10 and also looking to provide more support to more managers and so this was the pilot phase of when when allocators ask how can we 
you know, support investment in climate solutions, particularly in communities of color, this is one of the, you know, most uh, powerful ways that you can do that. And we wanted to show that, not just talk about it. And we've done that. Um, and so it's it's exciting that between the 10 managers that we provided working capital with and our climate justice pilot, as well as our, um, our fellowship, which trains and educates the next generation of um, BIPOC fund managers, we've supported already 20 funds. Um, and then our asset management firm, which is really designed to double down and invest in the best of the best alpha uh, generating market rates of return with the large pipeline of managers that trust us to engage on multiple levels. You know, we're, we're really taking advantage of uh, this massive market opportunity and also that we're leaders in the space. And so we're able to, you know, come into deals at discounts or at cost. And, and, and those are some fun things that, again, when you have the network effect of folks that you've supported and that you've, you know, grown up with and have, you know, supported their careers, they're, they're, they're going to come back to you and be open for, you know, creative ways of, of doing business and, and for us to take, you know, advantage of, um, of some of the new innovations that are driving um, alpha and also that are inclusive. Is this what you mean by the include franchise? I mean, you've talked about investments, advisory, education, uh, network effects. So, you know, you're coming at this from so many angles. And, and is that is that what that phrase means? It does, right? It means that we are building and expanding on this mission to drive and accelerate investment into historically underrepresented, uh, best-in-class managers at scale. We're really leveraging that capability and our team's um, expertise to really drive value, but also to do that exponentially because we do have, you know, net net zero, you know, focus areas. We do have, you know, this drive to really inc- increase inclusion in asset in the asset management and particularly in alternatives industry at scale by 2030. And so that requires a holistic, you know, franchise approach to tracking, investing, and measuring impact. It's so powerful. Um, well, what's in store for you and the team next? Do you, do you have another initiative launching or a big event coming? Tell us tell us what we can expect in the months to come. Yeah, I'd say for 2020, we're excited to, um, to continue our climate work. Um, Phase two will be launched in the next couple, you know, couple of months or so. We're just finalizing those partnerships, expanding that initiative, which is very exciting uh, globally ar- around climate. We are starting our next program. Our flagship fellowship will be launched in the fall, as well as a kind of a feeder onboarding one-week program, which is we call it like a Fund 101 for folks that are thinking about starting a fund. We get a lot of requests for informational sessions and other things around, you know, kicking the tires on a fund. What does that look like? How do we start to think about it from a, you know, deploying our own capital perspective? How much capital do we need to kind of launch our fund? That that type of framework. So we'll be providing that in um, in late summer and then starting the, the fellowship um, through our nonprofit BC Include. And then um, on the asset management side, we're in market raising $125 million fund of funds with a complimentary $125 million direct investment vehicle for co-investing. And um, that is uh, the fund of fund is anchored by the Visa Foundation, which we're very um, thankful for and grateful for. They've been a, a, a partner across our franchise. And, you know, we're really, um, because we look for values and mission aligned, you know, 
asset allocators and, and LPs, a lot of them see the value in a holistic franchise approach and have been supportive across the franchise, which is which is a great signal. And we're able to show that growth at a pretty, you know, pretty rapid clip. So yeah, we've got we got just a couple of things on our plate. <laughs> just a little bit busy. <laughs> you know, just twiddling my thumbs over here. So yeah. <laughs> Well, it's all fantastic. And we're so thankful that you were able to take a few minutes out to come talk to us. No, again, thank you so much for highlighting Include and um, for all the great work that you're doing in the space to really champion and advocate for for the impact community. So appreciate it to you and the rest of the, the team. Thank you. And that's going to do it for this week's Impact Briefing. Thanks, Bahia. And thanks to our producer, Isaac Silk. Subscribe to get full access to Impact Alpha and The Daily Brief. Right now, we're offering podcast listeners $100 off their first subscription. Go to impactalpha.com slash subscribe and use the code BRIEFING100. Thank you for listening. I'm Monique Aiken, Managing Director for TIP, the Investment Integration Project. Make sure to check back for next week's briefing. And until then, take care.